0: Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham, that's excellent. Jude Bellingham, this is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Green up. brilliant from the American. Just like that. Oh, the best of clearances! Oh, what a volley! Mats Hummels! Brent in for Holland!
1: Hey, welcome to the BVB Podcast. My name's Jake, coming off a great road win in Berlin. Oh, maybe that'll be the title. I I always, like, have to try to think of a clever title. Mm -hmm. That that was a good one, just right off the bat. My name's Jake. I think I said that. Carver's with me. How are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing well, Jake. I'm doing well. I have a range of emotions running through me regarding this team, but that's (laughs) nothing new. How are you? We're
1: either so sad and depressed... Or just like ecstatic. Yeah. And uh, I was not prepared to be happy after. I was not prepared <laughs> to be either. happy on Sunday. Uh, Me neither. When we talked about it in the last episode, that we were just, when I mean, we were hoping for a win, but I didn't really expect it. And uh, we, we turned up and we played fantastic. So good. So uh, coming off our. our 3-0 win in uh, against Union Berlin. So we're gonna get into uh, that game. Of course, we're back in Europe this week. Demoted to Thursdays. We're playing in the Europa League against Rangers, and we have a really cool preview with Anton from the official uh, Glasgow Borussia Dortmund fan club, who's gonna be jumping on, joining us for a preview of that. We got Gladback on the way. And uh, who knows what else we're going to talk about? But that's a loaded episode. It's going to be good. I, I mean, it. I feel like it's going to be good. I, last time, I feel like we also had a good episode despite the sadness. Mm-hmm. Ended up being good. So maybe we're all happy, and it's going to be a terrible episode. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll find out. But so, uh, I, yeah, we'll get right into it uh, about the with the Berlin game and seeing the lineup. I don't know how you were feeling, Carver, but I was not feeling too thrilled about the lineup. I think beforehand we got the news that. Munier and Wolf were out. Mm-hmm. Um, Holland was still out, even though he was like, Oh, I'll be back soon. And we're like, Okay, cool, man. Where yeah. Yeah. Um, Gio was out, I, which or he didn't he wasn't even on part of the team at all, which was out. And I guess I heard later he got sick, do you know? Yeah, he had an illness. Okay. Yeah. Come on, man. And then uh I think seeing all those outs, we're like, oh man, who's gonna play right back? Like, what's gonna happen? So I was a little concerned, and then seeing the lineup. I was still concerned. Um, I, it was one of those things where I saw the just the list of names mm-hmm. beforehand because they always put out just a list, and you don't exactly know where everyone's going to be. And I'm yeah. like, what, are, what formation are we playing? <laughs> so my thoughts and then seeing everyone on Twitter and everything was slight, like, not slight. It was a lot of, hes- like, worry about what was going to happen with this lineup and how we're going to play. What what? How are you feeling? This was an interesting lineup, to say the
0: least. Obviously, you mentioned already a kanji at right back. I was wondering myself when the... List first came out like, whoa, did Rosa listen to the podcast? Maybe he's going to try <laughs> out a three at the back. <laughs> we, we did. We day. Shout out to we did have some listens. Yeah. Yeah. And Dortmund, So maybe it was Rosa. I yeah, doubt they, it. Maybe but. that was Rosa <laughs> himself. Who knows? Uh, seeing it at Kenji uh, right back raised some eyebrows for sure. But I was obviously excited to see, you know, which shape we're going to go with lining up defensively. But also, you had Witzel starting. I think the last time he started was in uh, the cup game against St. Pauli. And he got ripped to shreds. So that was interesting to see as well. Um, and then also Brandt looked like he was going to be on the wing. So it looked like a little bit more of a defensive uh, lineup going into this overall, which made me just feel interested. You know, I I didn't know how we were going to perform defensively coming off last week. So
1: Yeah, uh, very interesting seeing the lineup. I, like I said, when I saw it, I just saw the names. I was like, Are we, what kind of weird? I didn't know. I thought maybe it was a back three with... Yeah, Kanji Hummels and Zagadou, which is we've talked about that multiple times mm-hmm. and I maybe we'll get in this later But I almost feel like this like how we played in this game almost solidified. It's like yeah Yeah, play a back three. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, yeah Witzel, Witzel coming back. I thought it was interesting. I don't remember if it was I think it was after the game I saw a quote from Witzel saying um, How he like owned up to like I I'd, I'd been dropped I wasn't playing that well And so I've been putting in a lot of work the last couple of days to get back into the team and rightly so cuz he he uh, I think surprised a lot of people like he played a great game. Uh, a lot of people stepped up Zagadu stepped up, had a great game. Uh all the all the mistakes he made last time like really really turned it around and it's like I was ready to never see him again and I think a lot of people were, were too <laughs> That's were That's harsh. Well, I mean ugh, I don't know. <laughs> with, with all this trade talk, there's been so many transfer rumors already and I hate I've said it before, I hate transfer rumors because we're not even we're 15 days out of the transfer yeah. window and That's now everyone's right talking about transfer. Anyways, with that said, I think a lot of people were ready to get rid of Zagadou and he mm-hmm. really, uh, stepped it up this game. Um, yeah, overall looked great. It, it, it was interesting seeing there's a lot of movement as far as, um, Bellingham on the, it, like Bellingham started a little he, as a forward, like a forward winger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brant also went up Royce dropped back and then we had Witzel and DeHood, uh, in the middle but also you saw a lot of rotation between the front line and midfielders they all just kind of like were moving around everywhere so that w- wasn't necessarily like oh bellingham's staying up top but um so that that was interesting to see but I mean I think it worked like it obviously it worked because we played great and I watching this game it felt like uh we were playing against a, a team at the bottom of the table <laughs> yeah but it, it's like that we've seen how we played against teams at the bottom of the table yeah. but it looked like they like Berlin just couldn't really get anything going. Yeah, at least for the first
0: half. um, Yeah, going back, seeing Witzel in there, obviously you're looking a little bit more of a defensive structure. It looked like Rosa actually put some serious thought into going into this game and had an actual game plan of, okay, we need to work on some more defensive issues and at least address as much as we can. So that's what I was thinking going into the lineup of, you know, we're going to look a little bit more defensive. But yeah. It looked like we could shut down Berlin pretty much the majority of that first half, which is nice to see. I uh, can't really say the same going into the second half, but overall, this game was a was a good reaction from that absolute thrashing from Leverkusen last weekend. Always, Obviously talked about how embarrassing of a game that was and how there needed to be a real response from this team going into this week, and thankfully we were able to see that. But going back to the beginning, when I was saying there was a range of emotions going through me, it's one of the biggest things is just confusion because... You know week after week, we go from having a performance like against Leverkusen or a handful of other games this season, like Berlin, uh, Hertha Berlin, a few games in the Champions League where we just get ripped to shreds, whether it be on the counter from set pieces, which you know goes back several years. But we have those kind of embarrassing performances, and then we have performances like these where we go to Union Berlin, which is not a bad side, there are Relatively solid side in Germany, who's done great this season. And their only other loss at home was to Bayern. Was to Bayern, yeah. and we go there and not only match that, but also get a clean sheet. I just again week after week, I'm like, where where was this a few days ago? Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to build consistency at that kind of level, but you just have to put you just have to question this team at time. You know.
1: Yeah, on so on, on that, and I think there's a quote from. Rosa before the game, maybe in his uh, pre-match presser or whatever. The quote came out from Rosa that said, we own it. Like what happened to Leverkusen Mm -hmm. was terrible, but that's not going to, we're not going to let that like define or reflect. I don't remember his exact words. I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically he's like, we're going to come out and show what we are in this next game. Like the, and But it's like, how many times have we kind of heard that stuff? Or like, how many times have we just seen this back and forth and back and forth? It's like, I can't really trust what you say because it seems like every game we play is something different. Yeah. Um,
0: I know he's always wanting to try to press for consistency, and he keeps throwing that word around in a lot of press conferences. And like I mentioned last week, at some point you're like, is this the consistency that you're wanting to be consistently bad at the back and give up needless goals, constantly give away possession in needless areas, and... Have an absolute inability to have any sort of defensive structure whatsoever. But I also saw he mentioned in the post-game conference uh, or post-match conference that he was, you know, looking to have a lot more stability against the ball, um, and we had that in a lot of broad phases, phrase- which is nice. But we wanted to be dominant as well. I know he mentioned and um, show a lot of a lot more solidity in the back, and I think that's what you know you saw with that lineup of. You know, when is playing on right back, it's either going to be just like a wider third center back or which at times it looked like we were uh, in possession playing in that 3-4-3, which is what we've been wanting to see for so many goddamn months, if not
1: the last calendar year or so, you know. So do you think, I want to be optimistic and look at at this lineup and I mean, people might not agree that it's like, oh yeah, Kanji should be playing right back. Um, if we're playing it back four, people, because people might want to see Munier in there, and I want to mm-hmm. see Munier, like mm-hmm. we both love Mounier. but seeing that stability and uh, just how how solid we were, and it, I mean we talked about it like I've I've almost like criticized him and been like we need to fix the defense, like that's that's what you should be focusing on if we're gonna bring in a coach in. It, like fix our problems like you need to come in here and fix our problems and that that's been our problems for so long this seemed like it was a fix to the problem and I want to be optimistic and be like cool moving forward we are gonna be more solid but what if we we go back and we start playing like how we did before like I I have like trust issues because <laughs> I'm like I don't want to slip back and then I don't know I don't know. I, I want that defensive stability and I wanna be optimistic, like, oh, we found we found the solution. Let's run with it. But I part of me is like, I don't know if that's gonna happen. How do you feel about that? I guess the defensive lineup specifically, and do you think that's something we might see moving forward or well obviously you're not
0: gonna address not even probably half of our defensive issues overnight. Not gonna address them over the next few weeks. This is things these are things that's going to be addressed or should be addressed and fixed over the next, you know, year minimum. You know, these are things, these are problems that we've had for years and it's not something you're just going to fix overnight um but this is a decent step forward for sure and I know Akenji played right back I think when he first signed us he wasn't like primarily a right back but I think that's where he played a, uh probably like half the time we first signed him but he was still like very uh prone to losing the ball in dangerous areas and that's why sometimes today if he misplaces a pass people are like that's 18 19 prime Akenji right there <laughs> um but he's become a lot more mature on the ball. He's become a lot more mature with his defensive uh, responsibilities. And my God, what an athlete! You know, he—I he, think he's like six two. But he, I mean, and he runs. He's so incredibly fast for a, a center back. So he can definitely provide that attack if needed. But it looked like, yeah, he, they we kind of disin had that three four three at times. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. What do you think?
1: I again. I mean, as far as I'm I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna stay on this defensive thing for a while because I we just look I felt so solid and comfortable. Not me, not that I was playing the game, but watching, I felt so comfortable. And it was like a breath of fresh air from watching us being um of course I love Holland, but like if we're if the game plan is attack, 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 just get the ball to Holland and then we we leave ourselves wide open, mm-hmm. open for counterattacks, and we've seen how that's gone this season, this seemed like the fix. Where we weren't prone to these counter attacks. it also helped having Hummels was great, and he's like so solid in the middle. Where like he he stopped a bunch of like long balls, where he was able to head it out before like they could turn on a counter, um, and there was just this stability that like having a Kanji right back, he wasn't going forward as much anymore. So it's like then our center backs aren't getting caught out. Yeah, or is, is part of this. I'm just ranting now. I'm just like trying to recap the game in my mind as I go. But like part of it too is, is it maybe Hummels and his leadership, uh, being able to like keep Zagadu in check and really help and support, show that support. Um, I don't I don't know if it's like purely because Akanji was playing right back. Therefore, we had a little more stability, especially on that yeah. right side where they were attacking down the left side a lot. But because Akanji's not as attack minded as Mounier, he's not going forward. And therefore, if there's like a turnover down the left side, it's like our two center backs aren't getting caught out.
0: Yeah. Well, so Hummels' leadership definitely plays a major role in that sense. Um, but I think that also just comes down to the shape. Whenever you have you know, the combination of uh, pace and power from Zagadou, leadership, IQ, passing ability, and strength from Hummels, then you know, a handful of those um, qualities for both of those players and putting them into a kanji and probably adding more pace, it's just going to be hard to break down. Especially, hopefully, if you're um, well-disciplined as a team. And I think that's what Rosa really tried to t- take into account here was uh, holding ourselves accountable for our defensive issues. But, you know, it wasn't it wasn't anything perfect. I don't want to try to exaggerate it in that sense because even in the first half, those first few opening minutes, it's you know Berlin was asking some questions early on, and it looked like we weren't trying to or not trying to, but we weren't completing as many passes as we probably should have. Mm-hmm. But after we were able to get our feet in the game, uh, get more touches on the ball, and get more players involved in the field, that's when we really started to settle in and really lock in. Uh, what was one of the better performances we've had of this season for sure?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah it was definitely uh, like first fifteen minutes was. Pretty, like, it was pretty slow start. Like, either team, like, no one really created many chances. It was a little back and forth, but like, a little, not end to end because it was like pretty slow, but you know what I mean? It was like going back and forth a little bit. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty slow start of the game. We weren't like creating, we weren't being creative. We weren't, we were kind of like missing some passes here and there uh, until like leading in the 18th minute when we did get a goal from uh, Royce and the uh, assist from De who. I feel like we gotta talk about Royce a little bit. I, I think you have him down here as uh as your standout, the standout. But we talked about it last week, how much <laughs> stick he was getting and people are like, I'll get him out of there, blah blah and, yeah. and then he comes in and gets a brace and looks beautiful and Which well so
0: Royce is obviously not above criticism. I mean he deserves it in some aspects of this season for sure, but this was one of his standout performances of the season, absolutely. Um I think we did. I think we created a handful of chances and so did they in the first like 15 or so minutes. But again, once we settled in and kind of was able to implement, implement our game plan more, we were able to see a lot more of that, uh, football from Dortmund that everyone loves, or at least a lot of our supporters love, which is like the one touch silky football, uh, quick passes, catching people on the break. And that's looked like kind of what of uh, how we got our first goal from Royce, you know, um, who, I think it was DeHood that yeah gave it to Guerrero and he was in the middle of the field, which you know Ger- Guerrero can be really deadly and obviously on the left side, but also in the center as well because he is so good at those uh, quick one touch passes. And then again, you got to see that one touch football and DeHood was able to kind of just give it a little poke to Royce, which was a little lucky. I'll, I'll give him that. It, it fell kindly to DeHood to, for him to able to just you know have that time to kind of give Royce a little touch in their like six or seven yard box. Yeah, and then Royce was able to net that home, which was. That's cool to
1: see. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, the big question is if we score first, it's like how, how are we going to respond? Or yeah. Are we going to drop off? Um, so cu- very quickly after that, tw- like 20th minute, they mm-hmm. had a really good chance to score, which is like, of course, it's us like dropping off a little bit and then mm-hmm. um, this them just being up for it and not letting a goal like get them down too much because yeah. they were up for it. But how, how did you feel um, – I mean, we, score, we did score pretty quickly after that, too. But, I mean, how'd you feel like after the first goal and moving forward?
0: I had those same thoughts for sure. Of, yep. You know, I feel like every, every, or close to every Dortmund supporter gets pretty nervous in recent years whenever we score because that's when we take our foot off the gas and stop concentrating and we get punished for that gain in and gain out. But I thought we looked relatively fine overall. I mean, obviously, there was some uh, room for improvement. And, you know, that's pretty much going to happen in uh, most games, at least for this season. But it's just a matter of minimizing those mistakes, minimizing damage, and staying organized. And thankfully, our back three, I think, was able to really do that well, So, which set us up for the uh, second goal in the 25th, which came from the long ball from Zagadou. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned this a handful of times in the past for our uh, past episodes, but I'm not necessarily saying like a long ball from Zagadou is what I want to see from Bruce U. Dortmund, but I have been saying I want to see Malin utilize his pace a lot more you know we've seen it in short bursts and the dude is lightning quick obviously but like if we haven't really seen more than i would i don't know maybe a handful of times really like just get to see him do a 30 35 yard sprint and that's what we got to see from the and look how he was instantly already putting uh union berlin center backs on their heels Mm -hmm. they were already tracking back on the holy shit and that's going to create chaos. That's going to get them to make or force them to make decisions. And when you have someone coming at you with that sort of pace, usually you're going to be prone to making those mistakes. And Royce is a master at um, following up those attacks and finding space. So that's yeah. an easy way to net a second goal.
1: That was, uh, I was, I was, I mean, there was a, they did like go to VAR cause there was mm-hmm. a kind of and Mullen was like, bouncing all over the place like taking guys out which great on a hit like he he's I mean he's got a low he, he's small so he's got a low center of gravity which helps but he that's something I've always noticed about him too like just his strength to be able to stay on the ball and he's not I mean you see so many guys who will just like go down to try to get the foul but mm-hmm. he like he just powers through uh which I love and just the determination to keep going I mean hit in his mind he was going to take it and score yeah which yeah. I love and, until yeah, he I love like that too yeah until he got taken out which was a weird it was a really weird collision I almost felt watching the replay it's like they could have called the foul on Mullen I think they kind of just crashed into each other I, I um, don't think
0: you look too reckless personally but that's just me but I will say um <laughs> I that is <clears throat> excuse me I, I mentioned before but that is also something that I didn't I think a lot of people didn't know whenever we signed him from PSV that that was going to be one of his bigger qualities is mm-hmm his persistence and tenacity because I love to see him do that kind of thing too of just like, I'm going to go score this thing and take on two of their defenders with a ball that's flying, you know, way above me because I've got the advantage with my pace. And yeah, I mean, that's obviously going to create a lot more chances.
1: And it was a great, great touch that he liked to bring it down. And Mm -hmm. then I think there's a defender on him like immediately. It was just a great job by him overall. And then uh, it just kind of like bounced, bobbled out to Royce who's flying down. And I mean, a great great on him to get around to the keeper and and put it in too
0: and that's uh Royce in a nutshell for you man his composure in an opposition's box is almost unmatched at times it's it it almost feels certain I mean actually I don't want to say that like it feels certain that he can put those away but also at other times he can have like a really easy shot and he'll completely bottle it but (laughs) most of the times whenever he's in those situations he's really calm and collected
1: yeah um they did have um so Berlin had another, they had a pretty decent chance. It was like 35th minute, um, but it was a great save by Kobol. And then we had. Uh, that was, if I'm not
0: wrong, was that the same play where Brent got taken down?
1: I think it was. Like, yeah, it was, he came out great save. That was a great oh, save from Kobol, side note. Um, yeah, it's so so ugh, we didn't really talk about the clean sheet. We mentioned it briefly, but how good is it to get a clean sheet? Like,
0: It feels like a dream. Oh it doesn't gosh. feel real. That's. So I said one clean sheet in 21 games last week. So I guess now two and 22 when
1: they, it, it was later in the second half, but when they did get the, they got a goal, which was called back from a, thankfully because of foul. But I was just like, ah, oh, like, cause we looked so we looked great and solid. And so I was like, yes, we can get the clean sheet today. this is going to be the day we're going to do it. Yeah. And then the goal goes in. I was like, no, like I just wanted that clean sheet so bad. It like spoils it. Even if we win, I was like, it's still going to spoil it. Uh, but luckily it got called back. But yeah, that, that, uh, Great save by Koble, bounced out. I'm Bailing sure you've seen the replay. Um, and you, Brandt is like gets the ball outside 18, and he's almost gone. And it's a great. It's
0: a, I think it was his first touch that he used with his right to kind of go on the outside, and that completely um, put off the Union Berlin defender, who's now escaping my mind. But it was funny to see live because he he started like originally trying to like get in front of Brandt, couldn't do that. So he wrapped his arms around him, couldn't do that because he was slipping. So he just like grabbed his pants, grabbed and, his oh. pants and like twisted his arms so he couldn't like uh, lose the grip and just like held on.
1: <laughs> I like, I know that's not like it's not super violent or malicious, but part of me just feels like that's it, so cheap, dude. That's it, one of those orange I want it cards. To, yeah, I want it to be more than a yellow. But, uh, yeah, that it makes me mad because he just should have been gone. Mm -hmm.
0: if but i can't say probably one of us wouldn't shouldn't have done the or should have done the same if we were in that exact same situation (laughs) you have to stop those attacks because yeah you know whenever brent has that kind of momentum going and he's got the confidence after he goes by someone like that you're
1: looking at a really dangerous attack yeah um i mean that's kind of it for first half yeah for the first half um yeah, clean sheet. I, I put, so in my, my first half, my halftime notes, I just put clean sheet with like five exclamation points. Question mark? I, I've said it so many times. I'm just like so used to us giving up the first goal. So mm-hmm. to, for us to be two, two up and no goal conceded yet, I was feeling great. Yeah, first half, I, I thought we looked solid. Um, Said it before. Felt really comfortable with, with Hummels, holding it down in the middle, being able to like uh, head those balls back out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so first half felt pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's going into the second half. Immediately, Berlin was just probably like the first half. They started asking questions those first 10 minutes or so. This time, I was feeling a little bit more nervous. Yep. You know, now they're reaching the point where, like, well, we have nothing to lose. We're down by three. They also looked like they switched up their formation a bit. Um, I think it was like a 4-3-1-2 like a or something like that, if I'm not wrong, which kind of shut down some of our spaces at times in possession. But, yeah, when you have a team like that that has nothing to lose and – you Know they want to obviously fight back at home, you're going to grow pressure throughout the second half, and that's exactly what happened just constant builder or pressure building for probably a good 25 minutes of the second half, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, and then uh, we did get our goal in the oh, I forgot to mention there was a Bellingham. I felt like in the 60th minute, I felt like Bellingham should have scored, he kind of like. I don't remember the play off the top of my head. I don't have the replay in front of me, but I remember thinking like, "Oh man, he should have had that." I think he like stole it and was kind of breaking away in oh, the I box, know what you're talking about. Yeah, then, yeah, it was the it was a mistake by the keeper. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Sure. oh yeah, yeah. In uh I think in the moment it looked like, "Oh man, he should have had that." And I think watching the replay it's like, "Okay, it was a little more difficult." But still yeah, it's like
0: in those moments that, uh, when a defense loses the ball like that, they're going to throw their entire, you know, body and soul at that ball to try to get it back because you're obviously one-on-one with the keeper. Yeah, but uh, we did get our third goal in the uh, 71st minute. Which 71st? Bellingham set that one up as well. Yeah. Man, that dude is so technically brilliant. Oh my God. He is, he's an incredible dribbler. I mean, I, there's just so many few qualities that the guy doesn't have. he He's so intelligent on the ball for being how young he is and... He's dreamy. I know, I could go on for days about <laughs> his qualities, man. But yeah, it was a great setup by him. He had a little he was like right on the uh, on Union Berlin's touchline. And you know, obviously in that situation, pretty much the only option you have is to cut back to the middle, and he had like just enough of the technical elegance to take one more step towards the touchline and then dink it into Guerrero, which you know, that half second is seems like a short amount of time, that's just enough time to open up a whole bunch of space.
1: In their six yard box. Yeah. And that that run from Guerrero crashing in was mm-hmm. like fantastic. Mm-hmm. The goal wasn't anything pretty. It was a little dink. And it was like the complete opposite of the goal we saw from him in the first <laughs> yeah, in yeah. our first game, <laughs> which was just a rip like Rocket. oh, God, it was mm-hmm. so beautiful. And this was just the dinkiest little dink. But so good on him because he he like he, he got the ball from Bellingham. Yeah. From, and then he he passed it down to well, I don't know. Who did he pass it down to? <laughs> I forget actually now that I'm thinking about it. But I like he he passed it from outside 18. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, oh my gosh, this is such a bad podcast right now because I don't remember. Either. So it was
0: Guerrero originally, and he chipped the ball over to Bellingham when Bellingham was making that run is towards that where the left hand side. Okay.
1: And he saved it off the touch line, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's what I was saying whenever oh, he, yeah, yeah, he took yeah. that one extra touch and then he centered it into Malin and, and uh, then dinked around to
1: Rafa, yeah. who, because, okay. Guys, I apologize for being really bad at talking. <laughs> if you haven't figured this out by now. But yeah, is that that ball from Guerrero outside 18 which they took it down, but then on the replay when you see the like the camera angle from behind the goal, Rafa like after he passes that, he just like sprints. like so
0: a good, towards so good the 20 goal. or 25 yard sprint uh that he made there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then he's got that uh killer instinct which is great to have for a left back. Yeah, a perfect left back. Bobbles out to him, dinks it in. Beautiful. Not as beautiful, but beautiful.
0: Now at that point
1: <laughs> I'm not, I'm obviously uh, a little, not completely less
0: concerned, but a little less concerned about like us actually pulling the win as much as just like, okay, now we're going to mentally switch off and, and uh, lose the clean sheet. And lo and behold, like a few minutes later, that's when they got that header. And I was like, "Ah, that's, that's clockwork. I'm not even surprised at this moment. But yeah, like you said already, but thankfully VAR was able to pull that one out, which... It, it just it just grew Berlin's frustration more and more. They were already growing more frustrated by the hat or by the minute in that half. Mm-hmm. But you know, after that VAR call, it was it was just them pulling us down. I know uh, one of their players was going at going in the referee's face and getting a yellow for that. And you're not going to have much cohesion as a team whenever you have so much anger in your play. You know.
1: Yeah, I did feel bad for their scoreboard guy because they have that I really did, old school scoreboard where like. He, it's not additional. I mean, I'm sure they, they have a video system up in there too, but it's, they have this real old school scoreboard where he just pulls out this giant card mm-hmm. and like slides it in. And so he put, he put one in there and then had to t- <laughs> take it back out. Yeah. I mean, I was not mad. I was very happy with the clean sheet. So, mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh yeah. um, so yeah, after that, I think it was, yeah, probably about the 70 or seventy seventy fifth 75th minute. And I was thinking at that time, that would have been a good time for subs, Um, I know Rosa made some pretty solid subs this game, probably almost the same subs I would have made, except I would have probably made them a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. I think Fresh Legs would have really helped in our attack and kind of relieved some of the pressure for our defense because I think it was just kind of wave after wave for a while with us, which we were able to hold our line relatively well. But, yeah, I think Fresh Legs could have really helped that from the likes of Mukoko. That man deserves more minutes still. Um, I don't think we really needed the T-Gas in this game just because um we weren't really you know hurting for a goal much for, or for at least for a play to kind of whip it into like a six four guy and him mm-hmm. just kind of headed in so i think fresh legs would have helped a little bit more and maybe calmed the uh tensions down a bit but we had decent game management those last 15 or so minutes yeah. nothing uh perfect or anything it's nothing really great either but we were able to hold our own you know
1: yeah and i mean that's t- something we talked about before as as far as managing the game and like seeing it out um which, yeah, it, it was just pretty like calm and collected like throughout the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, So talking about, I guess, tea is coming on and offensive. I did put down here, like, I, I want to talk about like our attacking structure, which we talked about. It was a little different with Royce dropping back, Brant and Bellingham going up, which we saw a lot of rotation in the game where they're kind of switching back and forth a lot. Did you notice anything different with that? Like kind of different with those guys switched around? Did anything stick out to you or... With, like, with who? With, with Bellingham. Like Bellingham up to, up top um, um, or on a wing and like Brandt up top and Royce dropping back a little bit?
0: Yeah, I, th- I th- well, I don't know. I think that they would just kind of interchange game by game. You know, it's not uncommon for Bellingham to make those kind of attacking runs. He's very much uh, an attacking midfielder at times because he, he's leading our attack with the engine that he has, but he's also someone that's going to be tracking all the way back and same goes for Royce. I know he's obviously more an attacking-minded player, but it's not uncommon for him to come back and bail us out yeah. by playing center back. So um, that stuff wasn't standing out to me too much. It's just, again, like I mentioned before, kind of switching the shape throughout the game when we were in possession of going to more of like a 3-4-3. I'm hoping now that Rosa has seen that. He can, you know, now that he's got a little bit of a feel for it and saw that it works, he can hopefully implement that a little bit more because I think a back three would be, great option i mean take your pick of being able to see those three center backs perform at that level with Hummels in the middle you have i mean both of our fullbacks are not classic fullbacks they're wingbacks uh pretty much at best so they're going to be a lot more free to do what they want on the wings and
1: yeah so if we if we don't see a back three i'm gonna go i'm going back to the defense thing because this is I think it's just such a big talking point, I think, is how how we played the game and how how it worked for us. If who would you rather see right back, Munye? Would you do you want Munye to come back on or do you want to like have this solidity of a kanji at right back? Ooh.
0: Um so we're still running like a four back and you're saying a kanji at right back? Um if, if hmm. Rose is
1: stubborn about it. But also I just don't see I almost see him just going back to like a kanji and Hummels. Yeah, I was gonna say I would. I would personally take a Kenji and Hummels if I am playing a four back
0: here. A Kenji and Hummels and Munier on the right, because yeah, I don't know. It looks like Zagadou is still finding his feet. He had a great game this game. Don't get me wrong, but I think he still needs to work on things uh, when it comes to just having like a sole partner in your center back
1: uh, role. Yeah, like, I mean, I definitely want Munier in the lineup, mm-hmm. but I'm just. He said, "I'm worried. I'm concerned. I want to be optimistic, but I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like I don't know what Rose is going to do, and I don't know what our best lineup is or our best formation, or if he knows what it is. Yeah, and that's why I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah,
0: just it just it just depends on the opponent. I, I couldn't really tell you. Um I could, like I said, I just hope for the best that he can really take some serious thought into looking at a back three here.
1: Yeah. So I mean." Overall, I looking at some like game stats, 59% possession, good. Um, but I guess where where I, what I'm getting with like attacking structure, defensive structure, uh Kanji versus Mounier, um, like we only had 10 shots and like mm-hmm. 6 on target, which is an awful. But I I feel like this this how we played this game, we were a lot less creative, we didn't create as many chances and obviously we don't have Mounier running down the right. Okay. Um, Do we want to wait? 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 Yeah, you win. on. Okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah. There's no light out there. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. <laughs> You're totally oh, fine. Have a good one.
1: That should stay in. <laughs> <laughs> we're just interrupted by the cleaning lady.
0: Yeah. Uh, What were we talking about? Okay, so ten, right.
1: 10 shots on target, or hmm. 10 shots, 6 on target, we're obviously creating a lot... Less chances, but the trade off was like pretty really solid defensively.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think we were too bad with creating chances. Obviously we didn't even have our best attacker on the field. So that's gonna look different whenever he comes back in the likes of Holland. But um going forward, I like I said already, I would like to see Mullen utilize his pace a little bit more. I think a little we could look into a little bit more of those kind of over the top through balls. Doesn't have to be anything, you know, Um, not like we're throwing the kitchen sink at the team in minute one, but you know, Malin can outpace the majority of the people in Europe. And I think we should really, uh, try to utilize that.
1: I got one more thing to throw at you. Sure. Cause this came up last time Mm you said, you told Rosa that he's not, he's not pep. And, Mm -hmm. but did we kind of, did we kind of play, do we kind of play a false nine in this game? Did, I, don't, I don't think we did. I felt like Mullen was dropping back quite a bit.
0: I, I, did, I guess I didn't really see that too much, right. personally.
1: Um, now it, I, it was just, that was like your your line from mm-hmm. last week was like just running through my mind during this game. Every time I saw Mullen like drop all the way back, I'm mm. like, <laughs> is Carver going to be mad about that? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: I wanted to wait a little bit more. I wasn't going to try to you know, bring the hammer down on Rosa, but I I did think some of his ideas and philosophy should be under question from a game like Leverkusen. We've been humiliated a handful of times this season, and it looked like he wasn't really taking the initiative to try to address any of those issues. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't think Mullen did. I mean, I don't think
1: Mullen was much of a false sign. All right.
0: <laughs> I don't know, short and sweet, I guess.
1: I mean I don't have him be I don't have any like I'm not gonna counter with anything like I just noticed when he was yeah. dropping back, I was like that was just running through my mind. Yeah. You're a literal just the pep comet. Um
0: <laughs> but last thing I'll say about Berlin, that yeah, I guess we could obviously move on, but another crucial win in the race. I last week I was saying the race was over and I Oh, it's uh, back I on. I we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> I obviously didn't expect Byron to slip up and let alone on those mo- on those days where Bayern Bayern does slip up which is very rare we obviously cannot capitalize on that opportunity and this is a weekend that we did so I wouldn't say I'm really too like on the horse of like we're 100% back in this race might be an unpopular opinion but I still can't imagine Bayern giving up and it has to be six points minimum six Mm -hmm. points minimum and I just I can't see that happening now if they slip up one more time the next month or so and and we and we somehow can have the uh, ability to capitalize on that opportunity again, yeah. Then 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 I could say the race is on, but either way, we'll take obviously one game at a time. This is a big win on um, on another team's turf, uh, and obviously Byron has is the only other team in the league that's been able to do that this season. And to go there and get a clean sheet is huge.
1: Yeah, I well, I feel like I've felt this way before, but this. Yeah, I felt this way after the Freiburg game. I was like, "This is a turning point." Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. But this felt like it felt like one of those performances where I'm like, "Yeah, this is like we're we're doing something different. We're like we're figuring it out Mm -hmm. now. We can really move on." But again, I don't have a lot of confidence because I've I felt that I felt that confidence before and it's ripped away from me. Immediately after the Freiburg game,
0: I I so, would yeah may, I, I'll probably come back to you know is this like a true turning point maybe after the Gladbeck game or the Rangers game and the Gladbeck game yeah. I want to see I want to see a little bit more of obviously whenever Holland comes back and what Rose is going to start to look up or look like with our defensive structure going forward.
1: Cool. So uh, you mentioned it. Uh, the our next game coming up on Thursday is uh, versus Rangers Europa League Thursday night. So we're going to take a really quick break and I'm going to come back with Anton from the official Brucey Dortmund-Glasgow fan club. So I got Anton with me from the Glasgow Borucin, uh fan page, an official fan page there in Glasgow who uh, we were just talking before we started recording that. Uh, well, you're on here to give us a Rangers preview, but you're a Celtic fan too, right?
2: <laughs> That's correct, yes. Which is good though because we don't,
1: we don't want you on here like cheering for Rangers, so it worked out nice.
2: Yeah, back Celtic. <laughs> That's about, that's about the Dortmund, uh, Celtic Dortmund in the 1992-93 season. So um, that's what got me, uh, my love for Dortmund started against when they played Celtic. That's awesome. I can assure you that will (laughs) not (laughs) be the case.
1: So we're also talking about, it's nice to actually get together and talk, like, and connect and meet you officially. We've been talking on Twitter um, over the last few days, but it's good to meet up and talk after a win. So what are your, uh, like, overall thoughts about the game on Sunday and, uh, like how'd you feel about the win and the lineup and everything?
2: Yeah, well, I'm a bit surprised to, to come away with a final victory uh, against Union because obviously their home record has been excellent, and only Bayern have beat them in something like 26 or so games. Yeah. So I was actually predicting a draw. Usually, especially after Bayern had, had lost to Bochum. I thought, well, Dortmund are just going to throw this away again. So people keep asking me is a title race on, and I'm like, you tell me. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> yeah. But really pleased really with the victory to get the two goals. Kind of with Royce quickfire two goals was kind of kind of settled it a bit. But I think Onyon never gave in. They kept on trying, but I don't think they threatened enough. And I think Kobo had a kind of pretty decent game as well to to keep his uh, well deserved clean sheet.
1: Yeah, yeah, he looked great. I it was I was just super happy to get a clean sheet. I just expect us to give up a goal early, and I'm usually not worried because especially when Holland's playing, I'm like, well we're going to get a goal back at least hopefully, but it's like, I hate that feeling knowing that we can give up a goal. So that was so good to get the three points. But uh, now we are back in Europe, although we're demoted to Thursday nights uh, in the Europa league. And that's where we have Rangers coming up. So I thought, yeah, since uh, we connected on Twitter, you're from Glasgow. I thought, yeah, you'd be the perfect person to give us a little Rangers rundown because I don't know much about them. It's harder for me to watch them and keep up with them in the States. I know that they were doing very well. I think they're still doing pretty well in the Scottish Premiership. And uh, I know Stephen Gerrard was their coach, but he's not anymore. So uh, if you can give us a, a little rundown with uh, like the game coming up and what you
2: expect. Yeah, well, I expect um, Dortmund's frailties getting caught out as I've listened to you guys against the, uh, the Leverkusen um, podcast you've done. And... Getting caught on a counter attack, I definitely see that Rangers would maybe target that because they've got fast players like Kent um, on the wing, Sakala, a few plays. Um, there's a few, few Rangers players that kind of quick fire up front, can definitely catch even the fullbacks as well at like Tavenier. The right fullback will kind of push on as well. So, I mean, it could work both ways as well. Dortmund are good on the counter, so I think that's where it will go. But um, they were playing kind of not too too well a couple of weeks ago. Um, they were dropping points, they dropped points at Aberdeen and a late, a late equaliser against Ross County and then they played Celtic um, at Celtic Park and Celtic, if you want to go German terms, Celtic were pressing like immensely, so much energy. Um, 3-0 at half-time. Could have been 6-0 at half-time. Um, Celtic ran out of steam um, and Celtic went back to the top of the league. Um, since then, Rangers have bounced back well. Uh, they won against the two Edinburgh teams. They beat Hibs 2 two zero and Hearts five now as well, and they won in the cup at the weekend. So I mean they're they're starting they'll start to pick up some good form. So it will definitely be a, an interesting tie for us.
1: Do you have any uh, a score prediction or anything?
2: Yeah, I, well I just done a Rangers podcast just shortly there and I said I think Rangers may score just yep. because Dortmund love giving goals away. Yeah. Um, so I see three one Dortmund, but I think we could we should definitely be able to. To overcome Rangers, but it will be. Still. They've, they've had a good, a good run in Europe over the, the, the last few years, taking some big names, um, whether John Pubein, Fikar, or beating kind of bigger teams as well. So there are no clowns in Europe, um, and they'll definitely thrive against Dortmund. And I, I'm not sure if he's are aware in America how the Glasgow fans are on European nights, but um, Celtic Park, especially, and Ibrox as well, like that will be absolutely bouncing. Max um, Foster.
1: Are you going to be able to go to the, that second leg?
2: Yeah, we applied for tickets. So I managed to get 10 tickets. So I'm nervously waiting on them coming through the post. I'm like, please just come in time. Um, but I've got an interesting story as well that um, I, I've got a few kind of friends that I uh, played football with. I recently broke my leg. Oh, so no. I'm, I'm kind of done. Oh, shit. Sure. Um, I broke my leg. So uh, I've been going about that for a while. Um, oh, but. Yeah. Rangers season ticket holders one of them messaged me on Sunday saying he has a ticket beside him which well, being a Celtic fan to go on the Rangers end and again I'm not sure if you know the rivalry yeah. but it's like one of the fiercest rivalries in world football uh-huh. and I really do not want to go on the Rangers end so I'm, I'm hoping I'll do it for, I'll do it to see Dortmund but um, I just want the tickets to drop through the post and I can just relax.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully those will come through. Cause I mean, yeah, that'd be interesting sitting down there, especially like in your Dortmund gear and everything. That that wouldn't
2: fly probably. I, w- I won't I won't. I'll have to know where colours because you will they will not like <laughs> Yeah. Far. yeah. Oh, but the, some Rangers fans some just finds like Dortmund, but um, it's not the done thing and you can't do it in Scotland. You can't wear opposition colours, unlike in Germany in yeah. the home end.
1: Yeah. Well, good luck with those tickets. Uh yeah, I appreciate you coming on and, and giving us a little rundown preview. We might need to talk after the game too or before the uh before the second leg. Um real quick though, if you want to just plug and like shout out you and the fan club and like how people can find you, get in contact and meet up and stuff.
2: Yeah. It's just uh, obviously on Twitter at Glasgow Brucian, and Glasgow Brucian, uh, at gmail.com as well. It membership's free. I don't really kinda of promote. I'm I'm self employed. I've got kind of family commitments, so I don't I don't have a lot of time um, to do kind of a lot of other things I would like to do, but I mean, if anybody wants tickets, et cetera, then it's easy to kind of apply for them for them. Um, obviously, I've actually got a member in, um, in Miami as well, who we met. I met him in Sheffield in a, a Dortmund event. Um, we played against Dortmund Legends for a UK fan team. Nice. And this mad guy from Miami had flown over just for two days to Sheffield, and he played in the game as well. So it's awesome. Um, I'm, in contact, I'm in contact with him as well, so... Um, he's hoping to come over for, for a game in Germany, but I can apply for tickets um, and it's free. I said, anybody that wants to join, feel free. Awesome.
1: Cool. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have to talk again soon.
2: Yeah, no worries.
1: Cool. Thanks. Cheers. So awesome having Anton on, uh, giving us a little preview for Rangers. Uh, and we'll we'll make sure we can link everything if you are are in Glasgow listening and you want to get involved in the Bruce, Bruce, official Borussia Dortmund Glasgow fan club. You can check him out. I'll link everything about him in our description. Um, So, yeah, Rangers Thursday. I almost said Thursday night. It is Thursday night, technically, over in in, uh, Dortmund. But Thursday morning for us, 11.45 a.m. Central Time kickoff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Carver, how are you feeling about Rangers? Are you... (laughs) Um, What are your thoughts? This is is
0: coming from someone who doesn't know much of anything about Rangers, to be honest. Um, But I feel decent. I think... I think this should not this won't be a comfortable win by any means or anything like that but I think we could pull out a win at home um, and hopefully just perform well and keep the consistency going and build up speed going into next week you know and play well against Gladbach so we can perform well against Rangers as well you know I, again I don't I don't know much about them besides just like maybe a handful of individual players that we need to look out for um I know with, when they were under Steven Gerrard they were kind of going back and forth between like two holding midfielders with uh I think it's Kemera and uh Lundstrom and so I've I've you know I've seen a little bit from those players and like in players like obviously Aaron Ramsey is on uh, Rangers now which he hasn't played much at all but yeah I, I feel I feel decent
1: yeah and then uh Sunday so we'll be back we're not going to be back after the Rangers game we'll be back uh after so next week we'll preview both games. So mm-hmm. on Sunday, uh, ten thirty Central Time, we're taking on. We're home again against and gladback So uh how you feeling about that one? <laughs> I feel a little nervous, honestly. I know
0: Gladback are having are struggling a lot this season. Um they're like just outside of the relegation zone, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah, I'm almost within thirteenth. But still only I mean, only four points out the relegation zone, so they are struggling a bit this season. But they have been performing well against us in recent meetings. Um, obviously we lost to them uh, in the first leg of the season, and they're a team that is uh, that is that shouldn't ever be overlooked or underrated. I mean, they got a hand; they look very balanced overall in the uh, almost every area of the pitch. I know they got a handful of really solid attackers. Um some center backs that I like, obviously Ginter and Alvetti. Uh, so I don't know, Predictions. We're at home. I think it depends on what With happens fans, at Rangers. or Like, is
1: it full capacity? It's something it's coming like back? that. Cause I, I know, soon, I know yeah,
0: Union uh, yeah. Berlin looked pretty darn full. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking for Gladbach, it's going to be like a, like a two, one us. That's I, know I, I know, I know for a fact we'll concede. There's no way that we won't. Either like a two one or or a, a three two us. What about you?
1: Yeah, I I usually go like three one is like my go to prediction. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, i feel a little tighter. Probably two two one. What I'll say. And uh, yeah, hopefully I don't know. I haven't really seen any like injury update things. I don't know when anyone's coming back. Who knows when Holland's coming back? But I don't. I know Holland won't be back for the Rangers game. Yeah. I would
0: argue probably not even the uh, the Gladbeck game. But yeah, who knows? I at least Gladbeck don't have Zachariah and I know he gave us problems last time.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna talk transfers for a second. This is why. This is why I don't want to hear anything about transfers, anything right now, because everyone was so convinced that we were getting Zachariah. I was convinced. And then too. within three days he's in Juventus yeah. and gone. So everyone who's talking about who who we're gonna bring in this summer, just 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 <laughs> cool it. Just chill. Don't get my hopes up with anything. I try to... Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about that. So, we got Rangers Europa League on Thursday. Uh, Glad back on Sunday. And then we will be back the following Wednesday. Um, my name's Jake Egan. Carver's with me. Um, if you enjoyed this, it's a little, a little helter-skelter a little bit. Kind of lost my way here and there. <laughs> but, uh... I don't know what I'm saying. Follow us on Twitter at the BVB pod. You can also email us if uh, you don't have a Twitter and you want to reach out and say hi um, at the BVB or the BVB pod at gmail.com. We're on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us on your favorite podcast place. And then uh, I did, I got to give a quick shout out. We got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, want to send us a little review. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Your face. Right now. I, well, I just like checked. I don't know. I think I was like sharing the links. I was posting the links somewhere. We created a YouTube page. That's what I was doing. Oh, okay. We don't have any videos where we're going to start. If you're a YouTube person, then we're going to start posting episodes on YouTube. Maybe we'll see. But I was like posting the link and I got on the Apple. I had to get the official Apple link and I like, like scrolled down and there was a five-star review. and I was like, who, who reviewed us? <laughs> So <laughs> not only listened but liked it. Their username was Holy. like dare limkey or something like that. I tweeted about it. So thanks for the five star <laughs> review. I was really excited. I used the little gif of the, uh, the, uh, Komodo dragon kid that says, I love you. You're so nice. Um, and I do love you. You're so nice if you, if you listen. So thank you.
0: That's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh uh, yeah. That's it. Uh, we'll see you later. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, was that sounded like that?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no. <laughs> Should we do it again? Oh, it's staying in there. Bye. Oh, no.